good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Monday morning, Cumberland Plateau. Monterey, actually, more than Crossville. Beautiful day. It's almost probably, probably over 60. Sun's out. Uh, we're going to do the It Is Balloon episode. We'll probably, this probably won't take as long as our usual ones. Uh, my uh, cousin had called me. Uh, I think it was a Friday or Thursday with this. Not, not, not Michael, my other cousin. Uh, he, he's like, he watches all this TV stuff, and uh, he asked me. I said it was a distraction. Uh, now, I, I nobody is going to convince me that the Americans and the Chinese are not in bed together. And uh, for once, for once, uh, you just tell, you know I'm with stupid, stupider this time. Uh, that, like, remember that shirt they used to make? Uh, I'm including. Uh, I'm including a, a, a video f- uh, from uh, my uh, c- courtesy of my cousins, the, my other cousin, the Sajik Way, and uh, I, I agree with almost everything he says. Uh, right up to, uh, I think the real problem here is uh, they're going to look. Well, first of all, I think that this balloon was, uh, if the Chinese made it, you know, it was under the instructions of the Bidden crime family, and uh, this is this thing with Bidden, man. Like, you have to realize with Bidden, I, I mean, I've, I should publish, there's a bunch of stuff, I guess, we got behind the paywall, pictures of him, like, uh, zombieing out, and, uh, like a robot, and just standing there, and uh, uh, wearing a mask, obvious mask, where you can see the tabs, uh, where uh, during his inauguration, half the troops turned their backs and wouldn't even look at him when he drove by. It's all on tape, man. Uh you know, uh, for all we know, I, and I really do feel that he probably he probably died or he's in jail. I don't know. He, he it's there's no jail bidding, but there is a, you know, like they used to have the mafia families, right? They had the Gambino crime family. Uh, Gambino was dead thirty years, and it was named after the Gambino. It was still they were called the Gambinos, and that's what you're up against. You get up against the bidden crime family, and no one is ever going to convince me that the bidden crime family is like half Chinese, if if not three quarters, three quarters, and uh, as 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 uh, Peter said, uh, you know they they're looking to something to make a transition because China owns a lot of America already, uh, and and uh, the the governments I, I think they want to make a trans a transition in governments too. And I think that's the bottom line here. So I, I think they're collaborating together, okay? And I really think the balloon is, as 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 Stu Peters points out, a distraction. Uh, but, you know, we also got to look at uh, how far it's going to be escalated. And, and Stu Peters even pointed that out. Uh, he thinks it's going to be a war. He got all the bases covered this time. Uh, and uh, that, that's what I, I, I think that, you know, if they really want this to be a distraction... They'll have to take it all away. Uh, uh, so uh, maybe maybe they really did launch a probe, probing balloon. Uh, there are reasons you would use a balloon because uh, satellites are good for pictures, but balloons are much better for other things, sensors and stuff. They probably can even do underground tomography from a balloon. I, uh, Phil would know more about the particulars in, uh, about that than I would. So uh, maybe he should go through, like, some of the things they, they you know, uh, that they could use that, that uh, a balloon for, and uh, and the violations that obviously, uh, you know, now they're making the, 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 the bidding look bad, and uh, I think they're looking to, like, get rid of them, uh, get rid of the, the, the uh, you know, the figurehead now. Uh, so the bidding crime family is about to get rid of bidding. But that that's not going to change anything. Uh, but the fact is that they, they, they may have uh, be arranging. And, you know, there's lots of dupes in both countries, I'm sure, that, that they just follow orders or they follow where the money gets them or what they bribed. Or, and uh, 
They're going to lead them right into the primrose path of of of, of uh, World War Three here, and that 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 would be the only thing that would provide the distraction necessary that, that for the, that they need. Uh, uh, you know, people now it looks like people are dying. Uh, I see people that die every day between the in the forties and thirties, celebrities and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and it's going unreported that the cause of death. Uh, so yeah, there must be sections of the population, you know, dying. They got to cover that up. They, they got to cover up that the, the the plundering of of, of the food supply. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's a, oh, and of course COVID. So uh, with that, I I, I just I, I'd rather uh, well actually Phil, Phil saw the balloon. So let's let's let him uh, take this. Okay, here I am. Um... The balloon. Well, I saw it on uh, Thursday evening, sitting here on the porch, as a matter of fact. Looked to the south, up in the sky. Um, the sun was setting, or the sun had just set. And um, I look up in the sky, and I see a plane going from east to west. And I, it was obvious it was a plane. And then I looked a little higher in the sky, um, probably at about a 45, 50-degree angle from 90, straight up. And to the south was a ball, a circle in the sky. Uh, And I've seen enough low-orbiter satellites and watched them, uh, both electronically and physically, to know they only have between... Oh, probably 13 to 15 minutes in which they look at something. This was moving a lot slower than that. Um, And it was moving eastward along with the prevailing winds from west to east. It was uh, certainly reflecting the setting sun uh, past my visual horizon. So it was just after sunset. And I only watched it And if south were a a zero angle, I only watched it for probably, oh, I don't know, 20 degrees from direct south before it disappeared. Uh, Because, of of course, it was getting farther away from the horizon and farther away from the sun. That being said, having seen it, I'd already known it was there. Um, And... I had several thoughts about it, and and the first one was, how could our government, the sovereign United States of America, allow an adversary's aircraft, whatever kind of aircraft, to go across the United States in a trajectory and slowly across nuclear facilities in Montana, across all of the sensors that we have in the Aleutian Islands, then across Billings, Montana, and all of the silos and Air Force facilities in Montana. And then, because of our close proximity to Oak Ridge, this thing went right over the Oak Ridge National Labs. I didn't even think of that. Exactly, right over the Oak Ridge National Labs. Um, So therein we have my experience. And and, uh, Jack called me and said, my cousin just told me about this. I said, I've known about it for a couple days. Me and the wife, we talked about it, and she got really, really, really upset. Um, and of course, Jack and his cousin, when they call, when he, Jack called me, they had discussed it. Make sure you make, not Michael. No, it wasn't Michael. It was the other cousin. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I started discussing it and that's what really made the determination that, that Jack and I would talk about this today because there's so many different things, uh, and, and such depth to this, quote, distraction, which is what it supposedly, for a lot of people, 
um, they dismissed it as that, especially a lot of people in the alt media. What is it distracting us from? Where, why are we, we getting so much media play? Because I can tell you, as of yesterday and this morning, it has been downplayed all the way across the media. It got shot down, overdone. Nothing's ever going to be said about it again. We've got a lot. Say again? Should I speak? Can I, uh, what good is it then? It's a distraction then if they're just going to drop it in the media. I, I mean. Uh, it, so what happened during that period it, to, it, that it was there as a distraction? What was it they were shifting the American people's Tanks to the Ukraine? From? Tanks in Ukraine. All of the things that Stupider talked about. You know, he talked about the the fact that we have millions of people waking up to the fact that their governments and the Biden crime family have, in fact, started an all-out genocide against humans. Um, you know, and people are waking up to that fact. Well, I wouldn't only say, complain the Biden crime family. I also, uh, you know, whoever's behind Klaus Schwab, who's, you know, he's, I call him, he's the clown. Klaus the clown, but uh, the world, who's ever behind the World Economic Forum, which I probably proved uh, in the Bowman faction part. One of the Bilderbergs. Right, so, right. Uh, uh, so they obviously use this through their mouthpiece, the media, to draw attention away, it's the next shiny what thing. What were they doing? We gotta, I, I don't... Then the, that's that's another discussion altogether, and you were just saying well, that. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, maybe I'm being with stupider all the way here. Uh, maybe just like using this as a provocation to start a wider conflict in which... Uh, as Stupida pointed out, uh, you know, the Biden crime family is most half Chinese, might be 75% Chinese. This is a Chinatown mob. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they own, they own a lot of America. So in order to move them in over here, military ex- defeat, orchestrating a military defeat with our gay army, uh, gay vaxxed up army, uh, it's not going to be very hard. Uh, and is this used, being used as provocation for that? Let's see, maybe like, like Phil is saying now, they're not covering it in the media. Maybe they're stashing the chip now, uh, you know, and they'll use it later on to escalate this. Uh, I, I fear that, you know, this is perfect. This is like the sinking of the Lusitania, Pearl Harbor or some shit, you know. Uh, I think this happened once before Phil knows the story with the pilot who uh, flew over Russia and uh, Khrushchev had the, the wreckage and stuff and used it to embarrass America. Well, to to think about um, this whole situation, uh, supposedly the American populace opinion, popular opinion, is in the media, but now it's in social media. This very well could be, uh, a, to coin a term that goes back over well over 100 years, 140 years probably, uh, let's run up a test balloon and gauge response. Um, that's an old warfare tactic when there was balloons being right. used that's all the time. The... So um, that's, that is quite a possibility. Is there gauging the American populace uh, opinion as to where does China stand? Is China a, a combatant adversary? Or is China um, something to just blow off, I guess is the best way to put it. Since the Korean War, China has never fired a shot in anger with America. And certainly not since Kissinger's little adventure there well, in the seventies. They've been. I, they I, did I, in Vietnam, but that's a different story. Well, um, there were plenty of Chinese communists in Vietnam. 
But they were there in the Undoubtedly, that was we the were. Communist Party is from the north, and it was it was not only the North Vietnamese; it was the Thai, uh, Cambodians, uh, the Burmese, uh, and the Chinese, as you said. I, that war, well, that war was a, a study. You know, they say America should have never went there, but uh, and they shouldn't have. But uh, it wasn't like the communists were right. They they took that country by force and against the will of the people. Uh, so. so we have, um, you know, we have to look at it from a lot of different angles. Uh, the distraction angle, well, you have to look at what we're being distracted from. Uh, and, and, you know, is it the other current events? Are they trying to take heat off of Hunter Biden uh, receiving uh, a summons and, and being sued? Um the heat off of Hunter Biden and the Biden family for uh, their uh, laptop and the admission by Hunter Biden's lawyers that, yes, that laptop was his, and no, it wasn't stolen, uh, you know, or, or is there something else going on? When there's a shiny thing, you always have to look somewhere else, and that that's really where we're at. Um, now, as far as the actual physical nature of this, this um, platform that went across the United States, there are many, many, many different electronic sensors uh, that could have been on that thing. And, and we probably will never know because uh, instead of choosing to down it or collect that uh, sensor array, that was hanging beneath this balloon, they decided... In, well, they have it, right? Don't they have the wreckage? Wreckage is one thing. But when you look at it, how much of that equipment got destroyed when it plummeted to That's Earth? That's what uh, and, and, you know, Leon Panettis was taught. We have him talking about it. But one of them... Uh, one of them said that too. Oh, it was a woman that was uh, the expert, uh, and she said once it hits the water from ten miles up, it's like hitting concrete. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, here's here's my thinking on that. The um, meteorological services in the United States, universities all over the country, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, they all use big balloons. Military intelligence services across the, the country use balloons as platforms for sensors, sensors that collect some form of data. Right, but the Chinese don't usually use them, so guys like you can see them in the naked eye going right over Heartland. Matter of fact, flying over a... America's probably second most top secret nuclear plant uh, uh, location. I agree with you. I agree totally with that. They, we don't let that happen. That's the distraction. Or if we do let that happen, then I want to know how many times and where it's happened previously. Um, that's still in flux. But the, the point I'm making is, is that all of that equipment whatever kind of equipment it was, is likely in the bottom of the ocean in pieces. They said there was a seven-mile-long That's because they're field. working together. What, Bingo. Why, why didn't they Bingo. just shoot that down when were, uh, over Montana where they could have recovered it, too? Well, that takes me back to what I was saying about all these meteorological services. The Air Force has balloons that they use to collect data on weather and so on. Very similar to this Chinese balloon. They have aircraft that is specifically designed to collect that package off of the balloon. Now, think about this. Go all the way back to the John Wayne movie called Green Berets and the extraction of a kidnapped North Vietnamese politician. He was kidnapped using a balloon and a tether and a C-130 aircraft that grabbed the tether and then reeled him in. That's the same thing that they use for weather balloons. It happens all the time. They have to collect it somehow. And if, and if it is something that's a little bit dangerous to do, well, then 
okay, but you're not losing that package. That package is then able to be brought home. In this particular case, that package had to be destroyed. It had to be destroyed to keep it the, the narrative going. Well, according to what I know about defense, they should have shot it up down over the Aleutian Islands when they first seen it, right? Uh, if, in fact, the Aleutian Islands sensors, the radar stations on the uh, Aleutian Islands out in Shimia and so on, if those stations saw it and reported it, every airport from there to the east coast of the United States is going to be monitoring this thing because they've got aircraft in the air. They know it's there. They know how high it is, how fast it's going, and People where it's going. You could see it with the naked eye. And too. you could see it with your eyes. It was big enough to see. It wasn't a blimp. Um, it was a round Yeah, it was. Ball. It was round, I know. So that being said, they didn't want that package. They didn't want that package of sensors. The reason I say that is they already knew the data that was being collected. Yeah, I'm sure they can intercept whatever China's uh, communications are with that balloon. Uh, exactly. That's, you know, that's... Every signal that came off of that balloon was subject to collection by the ground, by aircraft, and by satellites. Every single signal that came off. Totally, they might have let it go to analyze that. You know, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe they had they had a good reason for that. Maybe maybe they were getting so much data from, back from the balloon themselves. Uh, thought it was worth it to let it keep going. Well, they were getting a lot of different. I'm sure, that's what they'll say. <laughs> well, exa exactly. I'm sure that's what they'll say because it, it probably is true. And if it was in fact only a meteorological balloon, um. I or anybody that, that has done what I did would know that in five minutes of looking at what was being transmitted from that. Go there, ahead, Jack. There's another one coming down. That's what I said. Maybe it is a meteorological balloon. But there is another one coming down the coast of Panama. Uh, there was another incident a month ago that, that Phil is more familiar with than I am off Hawaii with the same thing. Uh, uh, these are not meteorological balloons. Uh, they, they put meteorological balloons in the sky all the time. They're not as big as these things. Uh, uh, those things they're trailing, as Phil had pointed out to me. Some guy was joking. He says, oh, it was the, the International Space Station. Uh, but they, they probably do have a balloon for that, too. Uh, but... Uh, I've heard that they have balloons, stealth balloons that have the whole country staked out and stuff. But that's for another uh, another time and place. That's that's well, that's the Bilderbergs, the Bormann faction, the Germans, and that's certain writers like. Well, they have to be monitoring climate change. <laughs> you know, that's their game. But you don't see that stuff. No, you don't see weather balloons either. No. I've never seen a weather Very, balloon. Have you? <laughs> no, no. Um, back to the sensors on this thing. Uh, you know, if it were meteorological, it would take less than five minutes to determine somebody on the ground with a radio receiver in the, in the right frequency range. Um, even if it was directional, um, they would be able to see it and know that it was meteorological. Yeah, yeah, I was getting sidetracked there. Like, those things you see hanging off of it, those mirrors and stuff, that, that's what they need. That charges the thing. This way it's not reliant on the battery. Yeah, they're solar panels. They're solar panels. So, right. Yeah, that's, it was a working balloon. It was not a prop. Uh, you know, uh, and it did have some sensors on it, so that, that Phil's saying that will now be lost to posterity. Right. And in between each one of those solar panel arrays, of course, you could have the sensor equipment, antennas, projectors, whatever it happened to be. Um, if it was a geological-type survey, um, because the NSGS does it all the time, archaeologists um, contract with companies all the time to do uh, LIDAR-type uh, surveys or the multiple spectral imaging surveys. These things are done uh, by basically it's radar 
um, and it's a ground penetrating or canopy penetrating type radars, and it just depends on the frequency range with which they're operating. Um, any sensor on the ground would be able to pick that up as it went over and, and probably have a pretty good idea whether it was uh, imaging of that sort or it was passive collection of, of electronics. Passive collection of electronics, they're going to retransmit it. They have to retransmit it. Somebody's going to pick that up um, because they're going to retransmit it via satellite because they're over the horizon so they can't operate line of sight. There, there's a lot of things happening there that um, we're probably never going to know because, one, the uh, collection of those signals coming off of the balloon quite likely will never reach the light of day from that 20-year-old sitting there at a radio receiver and him identifying it and notifying his uh senior analyst or his section chief and that going up the line and that would be in the Aleutian Islands by the way um, that would all go up the line for the decision makers at the at the DC level um, and, and that guy's going to go on to the next thing that guy that did the initial intercept and said, well, this is this and this and it's LIDAR and it's, and it's meteorological sensors and they're transmitting uh, temperature and, and location and that kind of stuff. There wasn't, in my mind, there wasn't any doubt that that was identified long before it got to the continental United States. Why would its track take it the way it did? Why would the prevailing winds and um, you know the the frontal systems carry that thing the way it did? Was that planned? Was it something from DARPA to make sure that it went where it did? I don't know, um, but my belief in consequence or coincidence went out the window many yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was too efficient. You know, it was controlled somehow. Exactly. I, I didn't even think it flew, flew right over here, so, so, so then they're, they're, they're looking right down at Oak Ridge. And, uh, you know, people are like satellites. So not that I'm a big believer in satellites anyway, but uh, I think, think they make bigger balloons, some better balloons. But uh, uh, if you wanted to use a satellite photograph, whatever that is... Uh, uh, it, it, that's the best, you know, satellites are the best thing, but only for photographs. They, they can't use sensors. That's, that's why you would use something like a balloon or a high-altitude plane. It's got to be in the atmosphere. And the sensors I believe they would be using would be a tomography. Yeah. I believe oh, they, yeah. they can do aerial tomography. So, that, you know, uh, only a fool would not know that uh, over here in Oak Ridge, most of it's underground. I saw many of the missile bases over in Montana, uh, so that's why they would use a balloon. Anyway, uh, that's 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 all that's that's all I got to say. You got to watch these people. Uh, they may be trying to escalate this to a, a, a whole confrontation, which. Uh, like I said, uh, like Stu Peters said, uh, I'll quote him so I don't get in trouble. Uh, uh, some of my audience is military, but, you know, <laughs> our woke military, uh, ninth, <laughs> all, all vaxxed up. You know, uh, then, then they're going to come in here and China, China owns a lot of this. I'll tell you what, but, you know, like, I wouldn't be averse to giving China the West Coast, New York. Boston, Philadelphia, Detroit, you know, they could have a little perimeter around there, too. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. They can clear those cities, too. And and if they, uh, you know, somebody starts moving outside of the perimeter, then they... Uh, I'll bet you Detroit will be making calls in 10 years again, you know? Yeah, they would. They'd have to, to, to be able to survive. I'm saying, but the Chinese will make get that all functioning. It'll be the best thing, especially for the West Coast, which is now dysfunctional. All, all that agricultural land is going to waste. <coughs> Could generate ten times more than it does. Well, Let the Chinese put it to work. Well, we'll take this half of the country. 
You know, the, the one thing I didn't address with this, and, and this was my very first thought. Um, again, let's go back to the, the term from prior to World War II. Let's run up a test balloon and see what and how the people respond. I was thinking that's why I said that. How yeah. our enemy responds. That's uh, my response. The, uh, the response that we saw from the government is, uh, depending on the sensors that were on there, was, yeah, it's a very passive response. It was a passive system. But that system didn't necessarily have to be passive. And, and it, it was, and again, I don't believe in coincidences. Um, Tuesday, before this even hit the mainstream media, the fact that there was a balloon out there, um, I was on my way into town listening to the radio as I do, and Glenn Beck was on. And he was speaking with an author from um, who wrote a book called One Second After, and his name is William something or other. Um, and that book was about what happened after... <laughs> An EMP, electromagnetic pulse, knocked out every electronic system that had microelectronics in it across the, the United States. Um, now, for those of you that have never heard of that, look it up. Uh, <laughs> because it's been around forever, the thought of, of electronic magnetic pulses and what they can do depending on the altitude uh, of the burst that caused that pulse. Well, my first thought when I heard about that balloon, and it was probably the second thought of uh, Mrs. Phil, she was, she was incensed um, that they would allow this to cross our borders, let alone fly over someplace like Billings, Montana, um, and she said, well, they could have an EMP on there. And I said, yep, that was my first thought is we better get ready. Slow moving. Yeah. But let's go back to the trial balloon. If we didn't take it out this time and we didn't take it out all the times before and the Chinese contracted with somebody a nefarious party, um, let's see, some kind of crime family, yeah, the or, crime family. or somebody else <coughs> to um, run a balloon across the United States. And it was the payload of the contracting company as opposed to the, the uh, balloon company. And the Chinese didn't have anything to do with it other than putting the balloon up in the sky. And the package that they put on there was contracted to be put on there, just like people were contracting, put shit into space on the space station and, and all these uh, rockets going up now from SpaceX and so on. Um, those are all contracted packages. So if I contracted the Chinese to pop a balloon for me and they didn't care what was on it, I could put an EMP on there. I could put a device on there that would blow out the entire electronics of wherever that balloon happened to go if I pushed a button and made it happen. So now we've had our trial balloons, and the Chinese or whoever that particular contracting company was can go to the United States government and every government across this planet and say, you know... We could easily have just pushed a button and your country would be back in the Stone Age. That's a possibility. That is a real possibility. Well, that's why it's absurd that they let that thing get past the Aleutian Islands. Exactly. Right? I mean, you know. That's exactly what it comes down to. I, you know, like CNN is pointing out that these balloons, uh, if this has happened before, without documentation, they have I don't mind know. everybody that CNN also made a big deal about Russia Gate without documentation. Uh, they don't exactly reliable, use reliable sources. Uh, 
So, uh, so then I, the, I, 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 but I, this, this, you, you know about some of the incidents militarily. I think one time Russia actually kept a pilot from a high altitude. Oh yeah, Gary Powers. Right. And you too. Right. This you know, sparked the freaking war. Yeah, the U two uh, incident. I mean, this has happened before, so it's not, it's not, it's not protocol like Z's trying to play it off like Putin's always flown over each other's countries. Uh, this is not, you know, you'd see them too. Uh, it's just like you saw this one. So, uh, uh, and it's the way that the path is flew, it flew over Billings, flew over Oak Ridge, uh, it was directed by somebody. And it went across all the military bases. So it had all that shit hanging off North of those solar panels because it probably was drawing a lot of power because it was probably propelled in some way, you know, uh, remote controlled. Uh, so, yeah. That, that's that's my assessment of, of the whole situation. Right, and it, it, it's a situation that uh, the response, which is, I'm sure, what the rest of the world is looking at, uh, the response was uh, as weak as it could possibly have been from the United States um, because it, they let it fly all the way across the country, collecting whatever it wanted to collect, all the way across the country. Now, if I were to hear um, people whose job it is to monitor those kinds of electronics, uh, not necessarily the director of the NSA or anybody like that, but uh, if I was to hear somebody who was responsible for collection at the level of collection, not at the level of national response, say that there was nothing coming off of this, that would change and and make somewhat more acceptable the fact that we flew this thing across the United States and the people of the U.S. were overreacting. But that doesn't play into the narrative. And, and that's what we're really... Uh, looking at today, two days after, is what's the narrative? What is it that they're saying, and what are they going to get out of what they're saying? Because they always look to the best advantage for them, whether it be the American government, Chinese government, any of them. And that that's really where we're at today, is, is analysis of the response. And I read an article yesterday on uh, Breitbart and it was with regard to what did the president know and when did he know it? You remember that from back in the days of Nixon? Well, that was the article and there were a lot of questions that needed to be asked uh, and should be asked by Congress, by the media, by the American people of our president. What did he know and when did he know it? Um, this, uh, response by, or lack of response by a sovereign nation to an invasion of its airspace, um, is pretty reprehensible. I, I have to say, I, when it was first detected, it's unprecedented. It is unprecedented. Unprecedented is the word. It is. Um, and it's totally unacceptable. If if the people on the ground and the people in the air monitoring this thing said, yep, up to now, everything we've seen of it is meteorological data, just like the University of Tennessee or the University of Texas uses when they're doing uh, meteorological surveys, weather surveys, then the president could come out and say, you know what, this is going to be a great show over the next couple of days. This got blown off course. We've checked it out. There's nothing to the, anything to the story except that it's meteorological. And if we had a president that was trusted and believed, and we had science and military that were trusted and believed, then it wouldn't have been no problem. This thing could have floated on by, and the Chinese would have had it go into the Atlantic Ocean or whatever, and, and it never been another story. But that's not what happened. And, and we know we don't trust the military. We don't trust the mouthpieces and the media 
and we certainly don't trust the people in Washington, D.C. any longer. So whatever they said, the people are, we, the people, are going to have to make up our own minds given a limited set of facts. And, and until we get evidence, physical evidence, or the indication of physical evidence from someone or some agency that has some form of trust. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, um, this isn't going to stop, you know, and, and that's the real crux of this matter. We have sovereign borders. Had they come out when it was first detected and said, oh, Chinese got a weather balloon, this big damn thing that's going to float over the U.S., but we've monitored it and there's nothing going on with it, then people like me and those others who are prepared, at least somewhat, for any occasion what may happen in their local neighborhood... Uh, the first thought was EMP. Well, a lot of the pilots uh, wanted to shoot it down, uh, according to the reports that we're going to, uh, you know, that I've got uh, two from, from Fox and two from CNN. Well, there's good and reason one's for that. One's got Leon Panetta there, and he's saying the same thing. I mean, he's, right. he's uh, for once I'm agreeing with that guy. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And for once, I'm agreeing with Stu Peters, too. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, well, Mrs. Phil was incensed that we would let anything come across our sovereign it's borders. It's not done, man. That's why we pay the military all this money, man. This is just a good thing. It's supposed to get past the Aleutian Islands. Uh, exactly. Uh, you know? um, slow moving or fast moving? Slow moving, they can collect a whole lot more data, guys. And, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, the stuff like uh, any of that stuff. Uh, uh, satellite technology is nebulous. Uh, satellite technology can be used on any sensor these uh, days. I don't know, but a lot of it takes place with balloons. According to what Gordon Duff told me, you know, with Atomus and stuff like that, balloons are major. Well, that... that uh, and high-altitude planes that, you know, they, they really don't... One of those articles that, that I was referring to earlier... Um, talked about DARPA, and I think it was, let me look here real quick. Um, yeah, it was Brandon Smith off of Alt Market. He talked about um, DARPA, and uh, here's, here's a quote from his article. The, the link will be there. Um, for a few years now, DARPA has been playing with a concept for high-altitude surveillance balloons using a technology called Strat-Owl, O-A-W-L. Balloons have been fielded for centuries as surveillance weapons, but unprecedented wind and atmospheric changes push the balloons around, making them useless within a couple days of any specific region. To break it down simply, Stratowl is an experimental use of lasers to read wind speed and direction far ahead of the balloon. The balloon then uses the data to increase or decrease altitude to ride airstreams in whatever direction the military wants the balloon to go. Uh, this could allow increasing navigational control. But the holy grail that DARPA seeks is a high-altitude balloon that can stay in one place indefinitely. Um, now, Brandon found that to be a, uh, an impractical idea. But then again, that doesn't mean... Um, well, to me, that just tells you that they can steer the freaking thing. Exactly. Now, here, here's the, 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 the continuation of that paragraph... Um, I find this idea impractical like most DARPA projects, if only because wind currents can change faster than any balloon can change altitude. But I do this, see the potential uses here. The Chinese could unleash hundreds of high-flying spy balloons with similar capabilities to satellite at a fraction of the cost and with less risk of destruction by enemy fire. The CCP may be attempting to test their own version of the DARPA directional balloon tech while also waiting to see if the U.S. has the means to shoot down such devices. 
again. Let's put up a te- let's run up a balloon and see what happens. That that's and and that's the commentary. Um, the conclusion that I have is that barring physical facts and and actually seeing intercept data like the majority of American people this is going to pass over it's going to pass over it was a distraction over the weekend to stop people from seeing or hearing or paying attention to something else that was going on over the weekend and I'm going to make a point. I'm going to take a rabbit trail right here because um, that really makes a good good segue into my couple of shout-outs for the week. Um, one is to Mike K. Mike, I loved your article. It was, it was a really, really well-done article. Um, Jack and I have talked about the same things many, 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 many times. Um, and as far as... Uh, here on the farm, this weekend, and this is one for Orpheus, this weekend I um, planted some seeds. And as I was looking at the calendar, because I plant on the full moon usually, um, I was looking at the calendar a month ago, and I knew February 5th was the full moon. Well, little did I know that within two minutes of the rise of the full moon, because I wanted to see the effect of the rising of the moon as opposed to a uh, the moon being in its apogee. Um, I uh, looked at the setting sun time, and I looked at the rise time, and I, I went, wait a minute. The rising of the moon is at 5.05, and the setting of the sun is at 5.11. So we've got moonrise and sunset within two minutes of each other. And it was a full moon to boot. Now my question to our astrologers out there and those people who have those kinds of tables is how often does that happen? If, if it happens once every 500 years, every 10,000 years, or if it happens once or twice a year, that would be a piece of data that I I can put into my uh, logs with regard to the response of the plants. I have proven time and time and time again, planting on the full moon reaps greater and greater rewards as far as production of the particular plant, whether it be flowers they're producing, fruit they're producing, vegetables, the right planting makes a difference. And in this particular case, I'm going to, because of the the special nature of the rising full moon, the setting of the sun within two minutes of each other, that is, a, to my mind, a very auspicious ceremonial day that needs to be celebrated or watched for. That will be determined three or four months from now, when the the production of, of these plants has been gauged against previous production. And so I'm asking our, our friends out there that have the, the ephemeral data on uh, moon and sun and so on, um, do a search for rise of a full moon and sunset and, and let me know how, how often that happens. I would really appreciate that. Um, I think that about covers it for me this week. I uh, certainly thank Jack for giving myself and, and uh, those around us who listen and, and read our work uh, that platform. And with that, I'll turn it back to Jack and... You can go on your way. Fuck, I got nothing really to add. I'm stupid at this time, you know. I should get myself a T-shirt, you know. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, you know, this is a, it's it's a distraction. It's what I said initially anyway last week. A uh, distraction with significant r- ramifications and and potential repercussions. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's more than this. I shouldn't say it's a distraction. It, it's got more and more. Because if they could escalate this, uh, and uh, they're, probably, they're probably, at this point, Britain is unrunnable. I, I don't care if, uh, you know, uh, the Bidden crime family wants to run this, this whatever he is, uh, probably a DARPA robot. Clone. Uh, a clone, whatever, you know, who the hell knows? Uh, I don't think he's human. <laughs> he used to look at pictures of the old Joe. I mean, they're all over the internet. It doesn't look like that, Joe Biden. Uh, in any case, uh, they they don't want they don't want this guy up there anymore, and uh, they 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 catch it flack. You know, they want to put it back there in twenty twenty four. You know, because there won't be an election, you won't get to vote. You haven't got to vote in years. Uh, think you vote. In any case, just watch out for the uh, uh, the es- this escalating. That's that's what uh, that's the only thing I can think of is the reason for this. Uh, uh, there's another one coming down the coast of Panama now. Is that going to accidentally fly right over Los Alamos? Uh, uh, let's see. You know. That's that's it for the week. I will say uh, like and share. Um, as always, the powers that be out there in the Ethernet, in the Internet world, are uh, uh, keeping a lid on what's going on with uh, the Jack Hart Substack and, and other Jack Hart sites in development. They're, they're keeping a lid on it as best they can. Um, but if you like and share... Uh, there will be increases that are uh, necessary to get this information and the other information that comes from our contributors out to y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.